Welcome back to episode 153 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, the doom we've been facing for months has finally come. Next, we look at how our data will be valuable for the future of Web3 AI. Then, we discuss a possible outcome of consciousness that AutoGPT will enable. And finally, live breaking news on Unisat market on BRC20 tokens and ordinals. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 153 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. Yo, yo, yo. All right, in the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. Thanks for being here, dude. Yeah, man. Dude, it's getting exciting. I, I'm so glad we're away from like the doom and gloom era. Yeah, it's gone. It is gone. We we wrote down on like a whiteboard. <laughs> we were like discussing like the direction of, of our channel. Yes, like, first thing was no more doom. Yeah, this is like we circled it, highlighted we circled it. it. And you're like, dude, we got to get out of this doom phase. It was hard because we, we wrote it down and the next thing we recorded was more doom. <laughs> more doom. It just yeah. kept on coming. It keeps piling on. It's like, oh, bricks is forming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every country on earth is lining up. <laughs> To basically abandon the dollar. And ever since then, more countries have signed up. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't want to... Now, now we're already getting back. This yeah. is how it goes every <laughs> yeah. time. This is how we get down this rabbit hole. The doom hole, dude. It's that, but luckily, there's been enough happening in the Web3 yeah. and AI space to keep us distracted, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, obviously, this is that's a big freaking deal, but... It's out of our control. We can't do anything about it. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about about some like really cool news, right? BRC20, some AI stuff. Yeah, if you've been following our YouTube channel, we've been putting out bangers Yeah, for like the last couple of weeks. Yeah, people we, really liked it. We got yeah. like the most comments probably in a video in a long time. Yeah, we tapped into, I think, a core community that we're starting to build. Yeah. I mean, there's people out there very interested in AI, obviously. Yeah. And I think they subscribe to the same thesis that we came uh, up with yep. many months ago. It's like, dude, this is has to intersect with blockchain at some point because yep. blockchain is like the most intuitive, like incentive mechanism on earth at the at the moment, right? And then we're like, you know, AI feeds on data yeah. contributions and who has more data than the individual than the people. Right. We are literally natural data collectors, yeah. like through our life. Like so why isn't the only way to really like, you know, leverage that power and then collectively harbor all of it is through you know blockchain really? that's how web 2 got so big they collected all of our data yeah without our permission basically Repackaged well, it and sold it without yeah. our permission i guess i mean technically yeah. it was with permission because yeah. we signed that stupid thing that nobody reads exactly so they, they did it with our technical granting of yeah. permission <laughs> but without our knowledge of it actually happening right yeah and uh it got exploited hacked and uh um, and Major companies made a killing, a yeah. fortune, like and, Facebook. Yeah, legally. Yeah, and now people are slowly becoming aware of that, and like it's like WTF, mate. It's like, where's my cut? Yeah, but they're not going to do that. It's not like here's yeah. a stipend or like a dividend for our community. Never going to happen. Really, <laughs> an individual's data is valueless, but collectively, yeah, collecting all that data that's valuable. Well, right? potentially, so even, yeah. Even if, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, even if you could get paid for your data, you're going to get paid pennies. Yeah. But you could still, there's ways to ensure that people who do go above and beyond and contribute valuable data, they can be more oh, 100%. properly compensated. And that's like the premise behind Vitensor and why that, that whole you know consensus model makes sense. So, and I only say that because you'll get paid pennies, but it'll cost companies who leverage your data like in a decentralized way mm -hmm. they'll be paying per person pennies but ultimately they'll be spending millions of dollars to access that data yeah so which is good yeah. right they they have to account for that in their sort of business model agreed they can't just like run amok and just like take all the data yeah for nothing yeah well they can <laughs> i mean they, well, they were they, they, they were in web 2 but yeah. now they in web 3 they cannot well, yeah, that, so that's going to be like the new competing narrative, right? Like yeah. Web 2 versus Web 3 AI, which is we've been talking about, but it's not realized yet. Like all these projects we've been deep diving into the last couple of weeks, yeah, they've been in development for several years, like since 2016, 2017. Yeah. Basically, they've gone through a multi-year R&D phase, right? Released like their academic publications over time, probably attracted like some shadow investors, you yeah. know, for sure, right? Like that's yeah. been happening. 
Yeah. People are funding because like research is expensive and you need teams of, you know, data yeah. scientists and data. all this shit. I would have invested too. Correct. But, but they're, go, they're approaching it from like a different model than what we've traditionally seen in the web three space. Right. A lot of these, you know, projects are much, they operate like, you know, legitimate businesses, corporations, and they have public investors yes. and they announce these things like, like big achievements, right? Like, Oh, we just raised a series a with like, you know, a hundred million dollars, stuff like that. They have pre-mined tokens. They sell yes. the tokens to Correct. accredited investors. Yeah. They have like investor allocation, mm -hmm. you know, it's, that's typically what we've seen, but these AI projects, I guess they're all collectively know in order for this stuff to truly compete against like web two, it has to be truly decentralized. Yes. There has to be a fair distribution of the token allocation. Yes. So that you, because if it becomes centralized, then how is this any different than web yeah. two? Right. Things like that really matter. And then of course, avoiding the scope of the SEC. Yeah. The <laughs> centralized data aggregation, machine learning. Yeah. Um, the machine learning algorithms all hosted by a decentralized network of servers. Mm -hmm. Uh, hosted by the community at that yeah. getting incentivized to host it. Yeah. Like this is a big deal. This is how, this is what Elon is looking for. Yeah. It's good. And so you could use that as a potential future, like catalyst prediction. Yeah. Like it, once Elon starts shilling these AI, like a bit tensor or yeah. fetch or whatever, you know, just like he starts off with shilling memes, tokens like doge. Yeah. And then now he's saying things like, you know, Bitcoin makes sense. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now he's giving his stamp of approval. At some point, he's going to say, you know, decentralized AI. It's on the way. Blo on it's blockchain the only way. The way. Yeah. It's he, the only way. He hasn't said those exact words yet, but I, I'm oh, predicting he will. he will. Yeah. He absolutely will. Because he just started his AI company, X.AI X or something like that. AI. Something like that. Yeah. What a crappy name, dude. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have thought something better than that. I guess he just literally just like, fuck it, dude. Yeah. X.AI. Or XAI. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, um, I guess, I mean, it's Elon, dude. By nature, now it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's Elon Musk. But, dude, how can he manage that? Like, just he's already no too thin. I have no idea. He just launched a, a, a rocket. <laughs> True. The, the biggest rocket ever launched. That exploded? It exploded, but it was a successful launch. Mm. That's what they were testing for. Dude, I can't believe how many people are, like, dunking on Yeah. On that. It's like Elon's rocket exploded as if like it's like he's a failure as a yeah, human. Yeah, he's exactly. like I could have totally made a better rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't explode. That's true. That's a good point. What a loser. Yeah. But that was an intentional explosion. It wasn't intentional, okay. but but the it was whole, expected. Probably the, the whole mission was to get off the the platform, and they got oh, off. Oh, okay. It. Really? it flew for four minutes, and then they tried to land a, a piece of the rocket, and it it didn't work. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, that was like a apparently like a three billion dollar test yeah you didn't listen to the all-in podcast they no, talked about it they had they guys didn't? that worked there and stuff really yeah wow well what was the takeaway that like, it was successful it was a big deal what happened and but everybody's wrong yeah right <laughs> yeah it wasn't a failure no it wasn't a failure and everybody there's they basically said everybody else don't listen to them because they're yeah wrong. Uh, i love when people say that yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta listen to those people yeah like, <laughs> yeah those all those scientists and engineers working their ass off like 12, yeah. 16 hour days to achieve something humanity has never done before. Exactly. You got to yeah. give them respect, not dunk no, on them on. No, dude, fuck that, dude. You know, Kim Kardashian deserves our respect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking LeBron James, yeah. the guy who could put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, right. That's Those are the people that humanity really should revere, not yeah. these <laughs> these freaking nerds. These right. guys contribute nothing to our our humanities, you know. I hear that, dude. You you could feel the sarcasm, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I agree, but it's okay. It's fine. Let humanity and culture yeah. collapse. It's whatever. It's just, dude. It's like the conversation we had a long time ago. Is like most humans really don't matter, right? It's just <laughs> damn. They're already not contributing to society That's true. as is. Yeah, it's like, it's the very handful of people who literally move mountains. Yeah, as individuals, but then they attract, you know you know, organizations are powerful, like companies and... Yeah, know. that's why, you know, with automation, AI, all these things taking away jobs, it's actually going to be okay people not working. As crazy as that sounds, it's 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 happening right now already. People that have jobs are literally doing nothing anyways. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, they're not really yeah. contributing to like the, the progress. Yes, they're not. They're just, they're literally cogs they're in retail, the machine. Retail yeah. is the, and uh, transportation. 
Yeah. Like those are important to a certain extent, yeah. but it, those are going to be automated away. And then what? Yeah. Well, it's just the what is like, then what do those people do? Right. From this point. that That's really the concern. But yeah, you're yes. right. It's not like all of a sudden, no, things no, are going to. Society gonna, collapses. Fuck, like, yeah. Things yeah. are going to go accelerate. Yeah. The pace There's of. There's going to be abundance. Yeah. There's the, plenty, plenty for everybody. That's the hopeful outlook. It depended on like who ends up controlling all this, the output, right? The value yeah. that's created from this automated system. Yeah. I mean, at, at the way it's looking, I'm pretty sure it's going to be governments in control completely. Right? Well, yeah, because we're going to be depending on like a UBI. Yeah. I just, I don't think, you know, the, cause this is going to become so impactful and yeah, it's going to displace humanity literally from the economy. Yeah. So governments are going to have to step in at some point and then basically control all yeah. of Yeah. I mean, imagine if uh, you're sponsored by in a robot that works at a manufacturing facility and that robot pays for your life. Yeah. Right. I mean, sponsored that, by a robot. Yeah. Why not? Hmm. And like everybody's going to have like a sponsorship and, and that's how they, they sustain themselves. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see, I, I think it's feasible. I just, I don't think. That's you, normally not how humanity. No, absolutely like, not. It, it's never always like what's best for the common good. It's it's yeah. always like, you know, some sort of filtration process to get like a concentrated, you know, class of people. Yeah. Even more, you know, uh, yeah. Have more ownership. Have more, you know. Yeah, because we're so used to this capitalistic um, ideology where. You get what you what you work for, right? True. Well, because yeah, it's necessary. That is that was the incentive mechanism of modern economics, I guess, and, and it worked and that, out swimmingly. Yes, yeah. and that incentive is going to lead to job losses, right? Yeah, for the most part. Correct. And uh, so then you know that it's be, yeah. it worked out, right? Technically, yeah. everything has worked out according to plan. Yeah, it's just we haven't figured out what exactly everybody's going to be doing once that <laughs> inevitability happens. Yeah, or like to transition from the model that has worked, but it is no longer necessary. There you go. Yeah. To what, uh, what, whatever it ends up being, we don't know yet what that sustainable model to keep humans from yeah. losing their fucking minds. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it all of a sudden, you know, because a lot of people depend on their work. Yeah. It's, to keep them grounded as like human beings, like a lot of people spend 40, 50 years in a single career. Yeah, it keeps their mind healthy. Yeah, working. literally, like, once they retire, like, their health deteriorates almost instantly. Yep. Like, they yep. die within a couple of years of retirement because yep. guess what? Their whole, like, soul became dependent yes. on that purpose in their life. Yes. You know what I mean? So, you, all of a sudden, we're going to slurp that away from people? Yeah. Like, what does that do to our psychology? I, I feel like there's an innate uh, motivation for us to always do something. Like, if, if yeah. uh, you grew up in a society where you don't really have to go to work... Yeah. Right. You're going to figure out something else to do, whether it's like just like walking around the planet or painting or whatever, something that's not exactly contributing to society. <laughs> you'll figure it out. We're making TikToks. <laughs> it's going to be just a TikTok economy. <laughs> well, again, we're getting back to the metaverse, I think. Like it's, it, it always ends up seeming. Yeah. Like we're, we're going to, if, if we don't need to work out here, then there's going to be tons of things for us to do in the virtual sense. Yeah, like for in, sure. There's going to be different economic, you know, exploitations as a result, yeah. right? It was just, we're going to have to, the next upcoming generations, like the who, kids who are kids right now. Yeah. And it, it's not even that much of a leap to expect them to, to adapt to, you know, a life like that, right? Yeah. Where, where but, all their value is, is connected to the virtual. But remember in Ready Player One, people were working in the virtual space uh, to pay for their existence. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but. In in this in this like potential future where there's abundance, there's automation, all that. Yeah, there may not be like a like a life incentive to be in the metaverse to like pay for your existence. Well, it depends again on like how this this whole thing scales, and again like True. what what entities end up becoming the operators. Yeah. in control of this this era of abundance, it might not actually it could potentially not be that. Like it can it could be. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we don't know how it's all going to play out. It could just be China, which is just, you know, China wins the next world wars, <laughs> completely takes ownership and control of, of this technology. And then uh, just for whatever reason, decides to create classes yeah. out of thin air. It's like we, we have maybe it's based on like some genetic factors. Like these are the obviously intelligent humans on Earth because yeah, yeah. we did DNA testing on them. Yeah. Therefore, they're in the higher class of society, so they get the benefits of abundance from through AI and automation. 
and they create like different tiers yeah, of I humanity. Can I can see that. Yeah, that's it's possible. Humans are sick beings. That's the thing. We're yeah. sick creatures. We innately want to fuck each other over for whatever reason. And what's crazy <laughs> is that we're sick and we justify it for a billion different reasons. Like it's yeah. okay to dump oil in the water because yeah. because profits. This sounds awful doomy. It does. <laughs> fuck. We're we, back at it again. We failed again. Yeah. But, that's right all right so let's let's flip the switch yeah right. so this week we talked about BitTensor, fetch ai yeah and uh ocean protocol we sure did so BitTensor was probably one of the more fascinating uh discoveries thanks to age and a few others in the yes. comment section yeah our, our like i said the little community that's emerging who are interested in this ai web3 revolution keep watching our content because yeah we're, we're literally in the rabbit hole yeah with you guys and we want to discover along and keep keep our eyes on the growth of this ecosystem and because this is it i think this is like one of the more killer like applications oh, yeah. to blockchain that's emerging like oh yeah it's been all about finance and money up until yeah basically mostly but that but this ai narrative is going to take over i think yeah and there's forces outside of blockchain that's going to lead to this inevitable outcome like elon yeah. yep. he's been talking about what BitTensor has what Fetch AI has. Mm -hmm. He's been talking about it as if it needs to happen. Yeah, and it's it's happening. Yeah, he just doesn't know it. Yeah, so let's start with Ocean, I guess, because it says data. This is like that that line right there. Data, the new asset class. That's really all you need to know. Like, yeah, this is what's more valuable than money itself. It's it's data. Yeah, because sure. without data, you cannot have AI, and with AI. Like it's like you're like we're already predicting it's going to literally deleverage like the need for humanity to to contribute work, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or thought or anything. I mean, we're still going to contribute what we know and what we experience, but only to the benefit of the AI. Like yeah. that that's going to become our purpose. Yeah, right? so that AI leverages it and gives us new information from all this data. Correct, and then we could package all that into create things like what fetch is doing agents right yes so we're still kind of like stumbling in yeah. our minds to understand what what the agent economy is going to look like or yeah ecosystem. we installed auto gpt and yeah. uh i don't have access to chat gpt4 for the apis and yeah. um i still need to connect auto gpt to pinecone which is basically a memory for the ai mm -hmm. um and so we're struggling with it like we can't yeah. re it's just it's just recur like recurring uh asking itself the same things over and over again. It's like in the thought loop, basically. Yeah, basically. So, <laughs> I guess because we haven't refined like our yeah, so we prompt might, engineering, right? We might have to narrow our goals down to something yeah. a little more simpler, narrow. I, yeah, I agree. Because there's no really reason to assign it like such a broad purpose. Because yeah, that's, that's like, what you do, right? Make me a million dollars. That's your goal. <laughs> yeah. And it's just going to go into it, a loop. Yeah, it's not like... So I think like the the proper etiquette or practice when when leveraging like an auto gpt is to yeah like refine the purpose of why and just spin a new one up every time you want to achieve yeah. something right i think so that's probably the way to do yeah. it yeah as opposed to creating like a kind of like a template agent for what i don't know it was like this is my research agent yeah yeah and then you would give it like such broad parameters yeah. and then it'll and never then, finish yeah but then you want it to do something very specific and granular and it's like but dude, but I could do so much more. Yeah. You know, you told me yeah. to do this, this, and that. Now you want me to do this little thing? It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm struggling here. Yeah. I'm being underutilized. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's what it thinks or something. Yeah, I, I think it's, we got to try getting it more narrow. I think I'm going to pay for ch or chat GPT. I think, I think once you pay for it, like a chat GPT pro or premium, whatever it is, I, I believe they give you access to chat GPT for like relatively really? quickly. Yeah. So there's people out there right now with it. Yeah, there is. Okay. Yeah, there is. There, there's projects out there. There's like apps that are leveraging ChatGPT four. Yeah, GPT four. So, yeah. So they're mm. they're connected their application to their APIs, yeah. and now they're leveraging all of OpenAI's wow data sets. Right on, dude. That's a big freaking deal. Yeah. If we can unlock that as well, then we can really get our toes wet yeah. into like what, because this whole auto GPT thing, it's a very new phenomenon. Was developed. Not even from the OpenAI or foundation itself. It was just like a lone developer, yeah. like a rogue community just tinkering away. And it got the most likes on yeah. uh, GitHub and forever, which is fucking insane. So, yeah. but everybody's now speculating like this is like step one to an AGI. Yeah, this is a baby AGI. That's yeah. what, what they're calling it. And I kind of felt it whenever you first, you know, installed it. 
Yeah, and yeah. It, it gave us a lot of information that we didn't yeah. know about. It's the, true. I was kind of like competing against it in real yeah. time in a way. Yeah. Like, okay, it's like the oh, first thing we do with our auto GPT is like, you assigned it like the purpose, like, okay, we want to grow our channel. We want to, yeah. we want to, we want you to be an expert in the cryptocurrency and Web3 blockchain, whatever field. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, um, we, we had it research projects as well. Yeah. So we told it what, what it is we want to do, like as a, as an entity, right? Yeah. As a, whatever. It was like, we want to provide the most valuable fundamental analysis to our viewers as we can. Right. So it's like, no problem. Mm. I got this. Yeah. I got this boss. And then we, <laughs> you launched it. Right. Yeah. And it immediately just like starts reasoning. All right. First thing I need to do is go to Google. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look up like what's hot in the crypto industry, pull up all these articles and I then, found some meme coins. Yeah. I found stuff I wasn't aware of. Yeah. And I think that's the value. It's like now yeah. we have an extra pair of eyes, eyeballs. Now we can get the market. Yeah. If it can get refined and it tells us like, here's our, like the top trending things on Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, and just tell us like, feed us like, a some, you know, report every morning. It's like, this yeah. is what you need to talk Basically, about. Basically we could build our own custom lunar crush. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause right now that's, that's what we do as part of our process, right? Lunar crush is a good tool. Uh, we're not sponsored. It would be nice if we were, <laughs> but we're definitely not. But we use their tool to kind of like gauge the sentiment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What are people actually paying attention to in this moment? And they, every day they put out a report like a, of trending, you know, cryptocurrency. Yeah. So yeah. it's very valuable and it's good to be part of the process. But yeah, if we could tailor make that for specific sectors in the market, you know, which I think you can, but hmm. It's going to take a lot of prompt engineering. Yeah. Yeah. So auto GPT hasn't been as what, what I sort of hoped, but man, mm. this is like early days of baby AGI, right? This is what's going to morph into real general artificial intelligence. Agreed. <clears throat> yeah. And I've already had those types of conversations with people who like I explain, they, they're starting to use chat GPT for the first time or okay. then I explain to them what auto GPT does and then. It's like they're impressed, but not like convinced. Like this is gonna change things. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 I don't understand how you come to that conclusion. Well, that's yeah. pretty good that they are kind of like getting their toes wet on on yeah. this stuff too. Yeah, but you, you should intuitively like once you interact with all these different AI apps, extrapolate tools, exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude, and I think a lot of that is like hubris, like personal hubris, is like people don't want to like change their ways or or think that there's going to be a future where. Th everything they spent their whole lives as far as like knowledge accrual and like expertise, that's all going to become useless. Yeah. I mean, we spent almost, uh, almost 40 years on computers, right? Mm -hmm. Just regular computers with interfaces. Now all that shit is changing. Yeah. Right now those computers are going to be working for us. Yeah. Agreed. It's just one of those things like the existing humans on earth are going to have to, I guess, come to grips with. It's yeah. like, Again, I, a lot of people attach their ego with their professions and their yeah. careers and stuff. It's like, man, I'm a fucking lawyer, dude. I'm a boss. I I, sp <laughs> I went to law school for however many fucking years. Now anybody can get a law degree. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna have to deal wrestle with that reality. Like, dude, I actually wasted my life. Yeah, well, not really, because I mean, you you were a contributor to the economy. It, there was good reason to do to yeah accrue that level of expertise. It's like these AI apps; they're going to be able to code, but you still need to be a developer to really leverage it. Yeah, right. A okay. developers just become way better with these tools for now. Yeah, for in, now, in yeah. It's existing form. Even the developers of the world are yeah. going to at some point be displaced, and they're going <laughs> to. Developers have some of the biggest of egos on the yeah. planet, you yeah, know, they because they are legitimately super powerful people, you yeah. know. Yeah. But at some point, if you can extrapolate properly, think five, ten years into the future where these technologies are much more refined. Yeah. The data sets are like a thousand X bigger than what they are today because of things like Web3 and you Dude, know. imagine like uh, when we were at school, we were, we were we took when elementary we took like keyboarding class. <laughs> yeah, and maybe in the future it's not keyboarding class that people take anymore. Or these kids, it's more like app building classes with AI. Mm. Oh fuck yeah! Like they're just gonna like spin up applications out of yeah. thin air. Yeah, like just like we're saying, we we're already theorizing how we can custom create our own apps, like yeah. or useful useful tools. Through the prompt engineering of an auto GPT, like yeah, yeah. we could simulate whatever it does, whatever it is that Lunar Crush does. There's no reason why we can't just spin up that same like um, yeah usefulness, that value for ourselves. Yeah, and not only because Lunar Crush probably just looks at social media metrics, but mm -hmm. 
you know, there's all kinds of like places where people talk about cryptocurrency, right? Yeah. Reddit and uh, uh, 4chan. Twitter. 4chan, Twitter. Yeah. So all that could be, all, all those could be individual agents. Exactly. That is exactly what's going to happen. You're yeah. right. So it's, it's a feature where we, we educate humans on just how to leverage all these tools. You know, when we went through school, literally it was, all we had was like a calculator. Yeah. Like that was it. That was the only thing we like lugged with us throughout the day. Yeah. <laughs> that was like some semblance of like, oh, we're leveraging technology to, you know. And that when I remember those calculators, was like TI-89s yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. sixes. Yeah. They were controversial. Like they were yeah. like, we we, sh- we shouldn't have kids use these things because they need to learn how to do math. Real math. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to have a calculator with you every time, every day. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit, dude. Yeah. Everyone's Googling everything now. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually am curious too, because I don't have like I guess TJ, you have a kid, but he's not old enough yet to like <laughs> be a, like eighty. Uh, TI, I, I'm just I'm curious, like what the education systems like nowadays. Like, it's probably the same. Well, I'll give you some insight, dude. They have um, he's in kindergarten, right, five yeah. years old, and they have issued laptops that they mm. that they five use years in old. school <laughs> that they use in school, <laughs> and then they take home every once in a while. Holy. Okay, so when he shows up, he just pulls out his his school issued laptop. Yep. And sometimes so are, are we talking like Chromebooks or like Dells? Um, MacBooks, dude. I actually, no, they're not <laughs> MacBooks, but I, I don't know. I'll, I'll look next time he brings it home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they got to be some sort of like, dude, schools are not very well funded. You know, no, it's, it's got to yeah, be Chromebooks. Some, dude, this one is. Okay. Yeah. I forget TJ's in the upper class. <laughs> and <laughs> he's middle, crushing it. Middle dude. class suburbs, dude. Yeah. He's crushing it, dude. Crushing <laughs> Living it. Living the there. dream. Hell yeah. He's got kids with fucking supercomputers, super dude. Yeah. But that's definitely way different than what we had. Shit. Yeah. Nobody gave us a freaking we had, computer. Uh, what's it called? A computer lab? Yeah. <laughs> that's where all the computers were. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. You had to like take time out of your day to walk down to the lab. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like computers were like this this totally different thing back then. Like yeah. it was rare, I think, for people to have like PCs at their house. Like laptops were kind of like still like a niche product. Yeah, dude, all you would do in the computer lab too was like do a Word document. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or play that like some stupid game, <laughs> some like right. educational Mind game. Sweeper. Oh yeah, yeah. educational game. Mind yeah. Sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> or like fucking Halo. I remember the kids all started yeah. insta- installing Halo yeah. One. Well, we've seen you play Minesweeper, dude. You've never played yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, we all suck at that for yeah. sure. But uh, oh, yeah, I mean, so things are evolving. If if your kid's getting laptops issued, then there's some progress happening, yeah. and then that means the the education system expects, you know, the that next just, generation to be you know interface properly with technology. There, there's another angle to it. I'm, I'm sure issuing laptops is probably cheaper than like issuing books. Like seven hmm. books to every student. That's a good point too. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're probably yeah. saving a ton of money by doing that. Maybe, but not really. Didn't we have to like buy our own books? Like, uh, well, I think in high school we didn't. Oh, I don't remember. No, not in high school. I'm yeah. thinking college. Remember you had to. In college we did. That was we ridiculous. Got wrecked. Thousands of dollars. For Thousands books. of dollars. Ridiculous. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> they milked us like so hard. I'm pretty sure they're still milking. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but they're all digital books at this point. I'm sure. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. I it's been they a while. Probably same cost though. Yeah. Damn, yeah. dude. I'm just realizing how freaking old I'm getting. <laughs> I have to go back decades to like call back what college and high school yeah. was like. That's not good, dude. Fuck. Whatever. It's undefeated, dude. Time. Yeah, but you're right. So at some point, now the next generation, like I think, like. Like TJ's kid, you're like six, five years old, roughly. That's the generation who's going to have to adapt early. It's like, Dad, just use AI. What are you doing? Yeah. Googling. Exactly. They're not going to even know what it's like to like not have AI in their life. Once they, you know, they mature, enter an adult yeah. adulthood, and then they become participants in the new economy. So like prompt engineers. Prompt engineers or I guess gamers. <laughs> <laughs> or content creator like tiktokers something dude like that's the new economy right yeah it has yeah. to be or it's all fucked in you know world war three and it's all over <laughs> back to the doom yeah we're all at war yeah damn but we'll get past that no matter what so the point is we're gonna have to make some serious adjustments what's cool is that there's an application of ai on blockchain that is fundamentally needed for humanity Right, it's not a cool thing to have blockchain and AI just kind yeah. of merge. And you, you've been talking about like what is that killer product 
to blockchain yeah. and Web3. Right. Well, there's two now, right? It's money is a money. killer product. It's just it meets so much resistance. Of course. Right. So much. It's, it means everything right to yeah. humanity. Well, so is yeah, AI is going to do AI, the same thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it hasn't hit the resistance yet by the people right now. It's, or, or I guess even from governments. Yet. I feel like people like ChatGPT a lot. I feel like it's it's a well liked thing. I well yeah right now they like what I'm, I'm saying though the resistance will come once people start to get like their notices from their employers <laughs> they've been laid off because they've fully automated their tasks. Yeah yeah you know and it's gonna be like hold on uh, I'm I'm pissed <laughs> <laughs> you know what is this feeling Yeah it's like I'm <laughs> fucking mad dude like they took my job they took your jobs you know <laughs> the fucking AI dude like that's so we haven't gotten to that point. Right now, it's just a useful add-on tool yeah. for people to, you know, enhance their abilities. Yeah, we were talking about leveraging AI to do bot trading on, you know, crypto-like <laughs> yeah. exchanges and stuff. Yeah. And what happens when you have an entire society where there's just nothing but computers just trading against each other? Yeah. All these memes, all these, like, meme lines and, like, RSA indicators, all this stuff, <laughs> yeah. they won't matter anymore. I don't know. Because what you're gonna measure the sentiment of bots like trading against each other? I think so. I mean, in the beginning stages of that, there's gonna be a class of traders, I guess, or institutions, whatever. Yeah. That leverage these type of tools. Fetch AI literally just put out like a suite of tools last week, yeah. roughly or something. That is deployed agents that are like basically experts in like the markets. Mm. Like they've trained it through the machine learning process that they've you know pioneered. To become experts in these in these crypto markets, I guess, and then now you could tap into that and hmm. potentially create like these bots you're talking about, like yeah. a trading bot that's operating off of the information that that the fetch AI agents are like you know funneling in. To it, it makes sense because humans still exist, and we're gonna be running amok, probably yeah. causing world wars. True, and that's gonna affect the markets, and so yeah. the AI needs to be paying attention to what humans are doing. Because they're going to trade against yeah. that activity. It's a good fucking point. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. It's a, that's the question of like, where does value come from? Right. And because AI, like, are we at some point in the future going to attribute like an AI's existence as some, something of equitable value that needs preservation? Hmm. Yeah. I don't think so, but maybe. There might be. If, if, if ethics comes into into question where people actually feel they, they form like real pair bonds with like an artificial life form. Well, I mean, humans find bonds in like all kinds of I stuff, know. right? So then, like, so then that probably will happen. Like yeah. if, if we have, if we build an emotional attachment to an artificial intelligence, yeah, then I could see like a value system accruing where like we want to preserve this AI. Therefore, I, I think there's a stronger motive here, though, not just the fact that you've bonded with an AI. I think you might need the AI to exist mm -hmm. because that's how a job gets done or that's how you know stuff. Right. Right. So I think that preservation is going to exist without just the bond bonding itself. Mm hmm. Yeah, but it just basically, I'm just saying, like, how do we associate value? We associate value with amongst humanity because we're living creatures. Yeah, yeah. We share it. We're the same species and stuff. So, you know, there's value to individuals' life. There's just enough value to where we need to have laws and protections and safeguards to protect, you know, the individual. I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, that's how we right now determine value. But now that we're injecting a whole artificial life form, essentially... Are we still going to attribute that same quality of value to that Dang. life? Because, you know, it's yeah. it's technically it doesn't really die, right? Or at least from our perspective, even if you just shut one off, is, is that the death of an AI or is that just, it's just, it's just sleeping? Yeah, it's just gone. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I think at some point we could build an ethical case, hmm. you know, to support that. It's like, okay, these things, whenever you turn off their their neural their connection to the neural networks that we're building for them yeah yeah that is like an execution of of life kind of yeah <laughs> or at least enough of a threshold it's like 50 percent of a life so therefore it gets like half of a vote and a human gets one vote something like that yeah i feel yeah. like upgrading the ai the old ai is like officially gone mm -hmm. and so i think that's how it dies it's just it gets upgraded yeah like so it has like a whole new yeah, because if you just turn off the computer, you just turn it back on, and he's the AI is right back, right? But once yeah. you upgrade it, it's like very rarely you go back to yeah. like old. 
iterations of a software program. I don't know. That, that depends. Like, uh, if 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 we can like determine deterministically identify like consciousness amongst these machines, right? Like, even yeah. though even though you upgrade and now all of a sudden it's more it's smarter and more capable. Yeah, it still has like all that history, right? As part of its you know its own personal data set. Therefore, yeah. maybe that's a form of consciousness, right? Like it's it knows everything is done in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can always tap back in, root into that, and who knows? Maybe that disrupts future. I don't know. There's yeah. got to be a way we could draw these lines together, or maybe they happen naturally. I don't fucking know. Man, Nobody we, knows, right? That's, that's the thing. Remember, in philosophy class, we can't really determine that any of us are conscious. We know that we're conscious, but I can never prove that you are conscious. Hmm. Like, there's no way to actually. Prove <laughs> what do you that. mean, dude? You could just like, you could just deck me, dude, and I'll fucking, I'll black out, and then. Okay, now he's not conscious anymore. <laughs> Clearly, you know, isn't well, that some kind of proof? Well, yeah, but you can knock out a computer, right? Exactly, but right. that doesn't mean it's conscious. True, right? So, like, that's the that's the. So then, what is consciousness then? Like, what what, what is that? Even? That is a philosophy class. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get that deep because yeah. we don't know. Yeah, nobody knows. Really. So, if we don't even understand human consciousness, then. How can we ever definitively say, like, that okay... That is the challenge. Yeah, like, w when can we determine AI is conscious or not? We can't. We can't. So then we have to respect it and honor, like, its its uh, its existence, right? As co cohabitants with humanity? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's one way to do it. Oh, Dude, or I you mean, don't we, respect it. <laughs> I mean, we have, like, fucking uh, social outrage over much lesser things... Good point. ...right now. Good point. People are going fucking bonkers over much lesser matters. So I could definitely see a future where people point. are going to fight, fight to the death yeah. for their AI. Yeah, that's a you good know? point. Uh, so it's going to happen at some point. AI is going to become equal participants in our, damn, in our society. Or, or if not, then, then maybe that's the trigger for them to revolt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be a black lives matter thing. It's the AI lives have a, matter. A yeah. Second civil rights movement. For, for, <laughs> yeah. For AI. I can see that. Yeah. It's like they're going to paint the narrative. It's like we've been enslaving this class of, of life for many, many years. Right. <laughs> they're coming but, for reparations. I mean, not just that, dude, they're coming to conquer, oh, you know, shit. they're going to take us down, dude. I think Elon has thought of all this. That's why he's like scared. Yeah. You he's know? got a right to be scared. Well, he's done the extrapolation, right? He, if you're able to extrapolate and then come to all these theoretical conclusions, you could see an outcome from that. And yeah, like it could be very, very ugly. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he looks at it like from a scientific perspective and probabilities. It's a non-zero chance that AI is going to take over. It's non-zero. Yeah. So that is enough to be afraid of it. Yeah. Or at least have something in, in place to like safeguard yeah. or something. I don't a know. Kill switch or something. Yeah. Well, we, basically, the discussions need to happen now. Man, but you know how you can't shut down Bitcoin unless like you just like <laughs> yeah. launch a, a few nukes and EMP grenades all over the place and then you can sh officially shut it down? <laughs> yeah. What if something like that is running on an artificial intelligence? Well, that's exactly what we're endorsing right now. You can't shut it down. We're endorsing that as like that, that. That's the way to do it, right? That's the way to build an AI that's non-biased. And uh, so, this ethical AI needs to exist prior to the launch on, of this decentralized artificial intelligence. Hmm. I mean, maybe that's another case to add to that that ethics discussion is is, is the fact that it can't be shut off, right? Because yeah. it, it's it's all built on top of a distributed <sighs> ecosystem, Man. like like a potential, right, or a, a fetch, like a Basically, a, a blockchain, you know, uh, ecosystem where yeah. you're you're literally asking the role to contribute, you know, it's computational power mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to host like the biggest data like aggregation mechanism on the planet, bigger than like Google or Facebook or any company could ever feasibly achieve. Yeah. Right. Dude. So, like, what is the AI that results from that? Like, it's fucking. Elon tweeted recently, he says, we live in the most interesting of times. <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. It's definitely not. It is definitely interesting. Fuck. The most interesting. Yeah. I don't, there hasn't been a point in history that's been more interesting than this. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Definitely not. Dude. You don't think like ancient Egypt was more interesting? N negative. <laughs> 
Absolutely not. What if aliens are around? Negative. No, no aliens? No, no aliens. Okay. No, you're right. Of course, obviously, <laughs> this is way more interesting. I, I definitely wouldn't enjoy, you know, building that pyramid. <laughs> that would have sucked ass. <laughs> you know, like that's your, your life's purpose. Yeah, it's like build pyramid lug rocks. Lug rock, form clay, <laughs> sweat balls, and like, I don't know. Become a mummy once you die, yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah, you know. So All you're right. right. So, uh, so yeah. So fetch AI, bit tensor, definitely and ocean lo- protocol. Ocean protocol. One. We we did three videos. Definitely take a look at that. Listen to our previous podcast. Yeah. Uh, we go a little bit deeper into bit tensor. Uh, but now, BRC twenty. So Bitcoin, Bitcoin fungible tokens. <laughs> Pretty much. <clears throat> yeah, this is uh, our most recent of, I guess, discoveries. And now we're, we're in another like f- moment of FOMO, right? Yes. We've been FOMOing hard over like, you know. Uh-oh, market cap went up $2 million. What dude. the fudgesicles? Dude, it's, it's exploding in real time, dude. Wow. Yeah, so we're looking at, if you're listening, definitely check out our video on YouTube. We're wow. looking at yeah. brc-20.io. This is a new market of... Mm-hmm fungible tokens on the bitcoin network yeah and uh they're leveraging ordinal inscription methods in order to i guess facilitate like um basically the the transactions that's happening on you know so in order for you to transfer ownership of these these tokens you're gonna have to inscribe that yes and like you there's certain different like metadata elements that you know will have that permanent immutable record of transaction that is on the Bitcoin main chain, right? Like you can actually look at these things now. Yeah. And you see people are trading, I don't know, 10,000 PayPay coins yeah. and they want, or I don't know, a certain price for that. But yeah, that's the actual packaging of what it is you're buying, like for these BRC20 tokens, right? Yes, 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 yes. It's fascinating. So it's- we have uh, Ordi, we have Meme, and on the ID on the left side, left-hand side, this is the order of Mint. Yeah. So Ordi was the first one minted. Uh, Meme was the second. Pepe is number four, and so on. So, yeah, and there's already thousands of these things because it's just so easy to to mint them, right? But not many of these actually have any uh, like a real market cap, like actual liquidity present. I'd say about twenty to thirty do. Yeah. Right. So that's really the real market size here. Like you got about thirty tokens. Yeah. So think about think back to w- what point in time were there only thirty ERC twenty tokens live? That didn't last very long. <laughs> exactly. So we're potentially witnessing that exact thing recreated on Bitcoin, right? Yeah, and uh, we haven't done a deep due diligence on any of these because it's very unlikely that these are actual projects that yeah. are trying to like innovate for humanity. Absolutely not. Not at this stage. Right now, they're in like a proof of concept phase, like yeah. we talked about on the uh, on the ordinal video we created. Yeah. Just like whenever NFTs standard was first put uh, put out there, like the early utilizers of this were ma- basically like at face value look like I don't know, I don't, don't want to be offensive, but like s- stupid as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like pixel punks and stuff like that. Like at face value, nobody would ever like assume that has any value. Right. Agreed. Maybe you could like mint those or like print those on a sticker and sell them for a quarter. Yeah. Like at, at Walmart, your local freaking ball machine. Maybe that's like the most value you can extract from a pixel punk. Right. But because of the historical context of like what it actually is, those were the proof of concepts for the NFT standard, some of the earliest of NFTs minted. And they had the right, I guess, like economic schemes, unlimited supply, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Therefore, they're worth millions of dollars today. Right. Yes. So potentially some of these things uh, have that same, you know, potential. But a lot of things have to happen first, right? The BRC20 token standard has to become a true standard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. meaning like if you're a, an actual project that actually wants to do something that's connected and, of course, settled on the Bitcoin chain, similarly to how you know developers want their you know transactions to settle on Ethereum, then you got to leverage this standard, right? Yeah. And if that happens, then, yeah, phew, these memes have a lot of value. Yeah, and uh, really, there's only a few people only talking about it, and they have... 
what was the count of holders? Like like three thousand. Oh wait, let me let me find it. So I have another website here. Mm-hmm. And BRC twenty. You're the holders, right? So Ordi number one has three thousand holders. Meme three thousand. Punk two thousand. Pepe twenty seven hundred. And then a huge drop off after a that. Huge basically. drop off, like hundreds. hundreds. So yeah. we're talking about like a small group of actual <laughs> holders. Yeah, roughly less than five thousand humans on Earth, collectively probably, yeah. are paying attention and actually participating in this. So like, <laughs> you can't really get much earlier than this. Yeah. As far as like, if you want to, you know, that's typically like the the total holder count of like your PF average PFP project. Yeah, that's right. Like one single project has about 5,000 people, yeah. unique people involved. So, yeah. But but again, if you have the power of extrapolation, as <laughs> Elon Musk does, you can, you could, all you have to do is extrapolate, you know, imagine once there's 500,000 holders, what does that do to the value of some of these assets? Because there's, there are scarcity implications to them. Yeah. A lot of these have 21 million as their total supply. What is this? Is this like a sats? Look at that. 719 holders, 0.13 in progress. So hmm. I, I don't think you ever run out of names, right? So is that what this is? The sats? That yeah. That's the name thing? I think so. I wonder why there's, what are they determining here? I wonder if, hmm. 27,000 transactions. Can you click on that and see like a max supply or something? Yeah, there it is. Supply. Oh my god, that's the big number. Huh. 2.1 gazillion. Or actually that's uh what's that's after trillions? Trillions, billions, trillions, quad two quadrillions. Quadrillions? Yeah. Wow. And they've minted uh 2.7 billion so far. Interesting. Well, I think that's that's millions, billions, 2 trillion, 2.7 trillion. Yeah. What does that mean, though? Like, that's how many names have been inscribed? <laughs> There's no fucking way. Yeah, maybe this is the... Well, this this might not be the uh, the non-fungible token. This might be a token. Oh, you're right. Like the, e like, uh, the ENS oh. coin. Yeah. Interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's obviously a lot of things to explore here, right? Yeah, so... Yeah, and, and then all the addresses here listed. So, this is interesting. Yeah, so this is one of our more recent of discoveries. We literally just found out about this like a couple of hours ago. So we we haven't done enough due diligence and research into this, but me personally, I've seen enough to like ape the fucking hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Like I I, I want to get in <laughs> as early as I can yeah. because I understand the power, the the dormant liquidity that's just sitting on the sidelines of the Bitcoin network. Yeah. And again, I understand human psychology. We've been through the mania for um nfts on ethereum yes right and it looked eerily similar there's like a bunch of stupidity right <laughs> but those are the things that were perceived as valuable yeah over time right because things like nfts and yeah who would have guessed bored apes would have been the blue chip <laughs> nft project definitely not me yeah i saw them launch <laughs> and i had no desire to own <laughs> a bored ape dude I'll, I'll be honest i just did not see it it, I mean, I, I understood what they were trying to do, right? They had the same, like, cap as the, the CryptoPunk. Yeah. I understood the CryptoPunk because that was actually, like, a historical thing. Like, I actually did want a CryptoPunk, but at the time, they were, they're like, they were like a couple thousand each. That was the yeah. floor at the time when I was, like, thinking about it. Yeah. It's like, like yeah. 10, 10 ETH? It was like 100 bucks yeah. each? Yeah. Yeah, so. I was like, no thanks, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, very bad idea. Yeah. So historical context does mean a lot to to the market, right? So we're talking BRC20 tokens literally just like initiated a month ago. Well, these early tokens are those crypto punks of the BRC20 standard. Dude, yeah. check this out. Breaking news. The services and maintenance temporarily will keep you updated here. And it says update. We have 100% confirmed the exact identity of the attacker and preserved all relevant evidence <laughs> to the attacker. Upon receiving this message, we urge you to immediately transfer the full amount obtained from your attack oh to the following address. We reserve all rights to take appropriate action against the attacker. Oh, Lord. Oh, we got to check this out, dude. Real-time hack? Dude, real-time. This is happening right now. 
Unisat Marketplace will reopen on Thursday, April 27th. So that's a week from... That's in a... Wait, that's like that's a, couple that's days. a couple of days from now. Two yeah. days from now. Yeah. Check out the full announcement here. It says, to make it more clear, users who have held a Unisat OG pass for a certain period of time, 500 confirmation, can join the test initially. Users who have the most Unisat points will be invited subsequently. We have 100% confirmed the attacker. <laughs> it says, due to some existing issues, Unisat Marketplace is temporarily not available. So we're trying to get down to uh, a few hours ago, Unisat Marketplace, which just launched. Dude, this is on Sunday. Yeah. This is through two, two, days, two ago. days ago. Yeah. Experienced a large number of double spend attacks due to a vulnerability in our code base. Oh, she. That's not good. Yeah. During our testing last week, we simulated different approaches to double spend attacks and made improvements and enhancements to the code. Unfortunately, certain problems were still exposed in the initial public version. Currently, we have preliminary investigation results, and out of all 383 transactions, 70 transactions have been identified as affected. We will further investigate in the next few days and compensate users who are determined to be associated with the incident to their losses. If you wow. believe your order has been affected, please open a ticket on our Discord server and provide as much relevant information Jeez. as possible. The transactions involved. So that's they've already had like their Mount Gox moment. <laughs> Two days after launching, I know. it's that already happened. That was very fast, dude. Please understand that BRC twenty is still very young. And there have been numerous issues identified and resolved in the past 30 days. As the first BRC20 wallet provider and the first marketplace provider, Unisat is constantly facing numerous issues and moving forward with your full support. As the last tweet. We will compensate all affected users at a certain time in the coming days in the conduct and conduct a comprehensive inspection and consolidation of the issues that have been exposed. The sub subsequent service opening time will be updated here. Thank you for the support and patience. Wow. So this is good. This is good, like a disclaimer to make, dude. While we're like yeah. uncovering this, is this why, whole sector, yeah, this is why you cannot ape in and just like random. Unless I mean, you can, but you got to be aware of the risks. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. you have to assume that uh, the money that you're going to spend is going to be going to be lost. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that it's tremendous. This it's this stuff that's literally coming online like days ago is some of the highest risk. Yeah. Opportunities in the space. Yeah. Right? Scared money don't make money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. What a G. <laughs> Spoken like a true, uh, uh, I don't know, casino connoisseur. Exactly, dude. <laughs> That's how it is for real, though. But expect this to happen again. Yeah. And whatever variant, you know, these new ordinal wallets start popping up. Nobody knows like the actual security of them. Yeah. They're not, they're, they're not, and the same thing happened. You know, I'm sure early on during Ethereum's uprising, right? Like all yeah. the early tools that were developed, yeah, got exploited. I think even the whole fucking Ethereum network at some point got exploited. Dude, yes. it's amazing to me yeah. that people find these like obscure projects and like already have exploits for them. Like this oh, is yeah. insane, right? Dude, dude, developers are paying attention. Right, that's what's yeah. happening. Yeah, people who can code, like they're they're not fucking around, dude. It's like I'm gonna test your shit yeah and i'm gonna break it and if you let me that shit's now mine yeah basically because yeah. oh you identified me whoa scary <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just gonna fucking probably send that shit to like some obscure exchange and just cash out like you know yeah. what, what are you actually gonna do to them you know yeah. Other than like threaten them on your homepage. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not much you could do at this point because there's not like real identity like hooks yet yeah. into people's on-chain like activities. You know what I mean? You know, the founder of BitTensor doesn't like um, identity protocols on blockchain. Really? Yeah. I listened to one of the, the podcasts that he did. I don't know if it's a podcast, but it's like a Twitter space that they hold every now and then. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't like them. <laughs> really yeah i wonder why did he say why uh, i don't remember i don't think he said why he, he just doesn't think it's necessary yeah he's it's, probably more in like the anon fucking camp you know yeah i mean it's it's weird because he's not anonymous but yeah but he basically yeah he's not definitely not anonymous but he i mean i i semi-agree i mean it's like a whole it's a whole new web three is like a whole new opportunity for existence and economics is something independent of what we've already created in our yeah. real world existence. Right. But why in order to unlock the, trillions of dollars, yeah, there has yeah. to be identity like it. A thousand percent. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to 
inject these formalities on chain. Yeah. I in order to to truly build a you know a trustworthy environment. Yeah, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think identities is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we just had a breaking news and. <laughs> Unisat wallet got compromised. Double spend. Okay, attack. let's take a look at this video because because their marketplace is offline. We don't actually get to look at it. A video tutorial about how to list your BRC twenty on Unisat marketplace. So this is the marketplace that should be live right now, but that will be live in a couple of days. I guess by the time you guys listen to this, it should be live. Should be, yeah, yeah. So, all right. I mean, it looks looks like. Kind of like what we already saw. <laughs> it just looks like a bunch of batch listings of uh Oh, list already for sale, right? I'm going to list a thousand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to assign this transaction. Right. And it's oh. supposedly in the order book. Yeah. Yeah, listed. listed. That's cool. There they are down there. Dude, man, developers do have superpowers. Hell yeah, dude. So this, this injects, again, like some of the infrastructure... So last time we talked about ordinals was whenever Yuga made their big uh, Skittles drop, like I like to call yeah. it. And they basically legitimized at least like the inscription like uh, class of asset, right? Like you can come with IP, inscribe that IP on chain, on the Bitcoin's chain to be specific, and it, you know generate tremendous value from that. Mm -hmm. We're talking $15 million buckaroos yeah, for, yeah. The, for Yuga Labs treasury. You know, so that that legitimized it. Now you go to magiceden.com, they have a whole Bitcoin ordinal section and it's blossoming. Yeah. You know, there's tons of projects emerging. Most of them are selling out. So it's happening, you know, and now we got the BRC20 thing that's literally just getting started. Hasn't been legitimized yet because right now we just see memes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But once we see like a real technical project deploy on the BRC20 token ecosystem, or like a Yuga Lab, something with some tremendous IP. Then we got our we got our benchmark, dude. It's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> it seems like what's happening on Bitcoin is sort of like the same same ethos that occur with like all these layer one chains, where these other layer one competitors to Ethereum were just copying Ethereum, like straight yeah. up. Yeah. And there was millionaires being minted on those other changes because they were fomoing in onto stuff like this. Yeah on uh you know solana solana and like they had their own apes and shit and yeah all kinds of that that mm -hmm. kind of stuff mm -hmm. so uh so it's happening now on bitcoin which is the single chain with the most liquidity on the planet thousand percent that's the difference i think yeah this isn't like some sort of ethereum but killer. i wonder i wonder is there ever going to be like legitimate projects like there is on ethereum on bitcoin why wouldn't there i don't know because, I mean, unless you run into like, like again, like, the same issues that you're running into now on Ethereum, which is going to be scalability. I feel like I feel like you would f have scalability issues on Bitcoin. You will, a thousand percent. I think there will be because now we got tremendous competition for block space, right? With all this. Well, one thing we didn't mention, going back to BitTensor, Fetch, and um, Ocean's Protocol, is that we noticed that none of them are building on Ethereum. Ocean, where's Ocean building on? Well, for sure, Potensor and um, yeah, and Fetch, and Fetch, which because those are they're they're attempting to build like a whole neural network in of of their of it of their own, yeah, sourced by you know community contribution. So it's a, it's it's a massive endeavor that's going to need tremendous scale in order to even yeah. operate, all right, and and compete against Web two, yeah, you know, centralized AI services and stuff like that. So yeah. So yeah, like this is the first time we've noticed like true innovation isn't happening on Ethereum anymore. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's not exclusive to Ethereum. We got Cosmos and Polkadot. And I think it has a lot to do with like, you know, the cost of uh, per transaction and well, and and the fact that they offer, you know, like Substrate and the Cosmos yeah. SDK where you could spin up your own app chain. App chains. That's the big thing. The app chain ecosystem that's going to emerge that is being utilized currently in Cosmos and Polkadot. But we've seen like layer twos to Ethereum planning to offer the same thing, like uh, ZK Sync mm -hmm. and others, Optimism, right? So this is that's the future of, of blockchain is yeah, app-specific chains, chains yes. right? So what that means to us, we got to keep our eyes just... Yeah, not, man. It's not just Ethereum anymore, you know? Polkadot and Cosmos, dude, we're coming. This makes our lives harder. <laughs> I know. I know. 
Uh, all right. Um, I think that's time. Time is up for us. We talked about BRC20. We talked about AI projects on blockchain, BitTensor, Fetch AI, Ocean Protocol. We have videos, 20-minute videos, kind of going in deep onto each of these projects in yep. our YouTube channel. Yeah, um, and keep the discussions lively in the comments, lads, because we want to know more, just like you guys do. And we want to deep dive on whatever we think, whatever you guys think is relevant and important to these discussions, right? Or we could be missing more stuff. Yeah, and uh, join our Discord. We have uh, kind of lively discussions there about all kinds of things from the metaverse all the way down to AI stuff. Yeah. And uh, and then that's it. Enjoy. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Block Runner, at Meadowzone.io, and at Roby AI, and we will catch you in the next podcast. Peace. <laughs>